Off Five, a podcast where two new friends have to talk about The Office. And we talk about The Office all the time. Too much, maybe. Possibly. My name is Nathan. I'm Addie. What's up? What's up? So here's the deal. (laughs) We recorded this episode already, and by all accounts, ours, it was the best episode ever. But Yes, and you'll never hear it. Something happened, and a computer that will remain nameless deleted all the files. That's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. (laughs) Because we needed those for the podcast. And so now, in honor of the first episode of season two, The Office, which is called The Dundies, in which Pam gets really drunk. And falls off her chair. We have gotten really drunk. And we're not falling off our chair, hopefully. But we're going to talk about the episode to you. And we're at Chili's, so, I mean, we can't be better than this. It's true. We really can't be better off than we are right now. And that's great, because it's time for the episode of the Dundies. Let's go! Season 2, we made it! Yeah, and if you don't like this episode, don't worry, because next episode we won't be this drunk. We might be a little drunk, but not this drunk. No way. Um, so, how's your awesome blossom? It's great. So we're recording this episode at Chili's. Um, they're over-serving us. <laughs> even though they're not supposed to. We might get kicked out. Who we're knows? sneaking off other people's drinks. It's fine. It's not their fault. But... I will say that I do love the food here. Yeah. I got a uh, cheese skillet. But Kevin ate it all. Someone, I should say. Not Kevin. I'm just looking it at It was Kevin. me. It was me. <laughs> great. I ate all the cheese. Well, man... <laughs> I don't know. I wanted some cheese, so... All right. So, anyway, this is an episode that came out in September 20th, 2015. Wow. 2000... <laughs> Never mind. We'll skip that. In the episode, Michael Scott hosts the Dundies, the annual awards show, in which he presents ver- awards to various members of the office. But the night does not turn out as he plans, and Michael ends up angering or humiliating the majority of the office staff. Meanwhile, after Pam Beasley argues with her fiancé and becomes obviously intoxicated, she kisses Jim Halpert. What? Yeah, it's their first kiss. I didn't even see that. Were you not paying attention? Oh, I was, but I feel like this is like an underrated moment. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, definitely. I don't think that um, Jim was expecting it. Pam wasn't even expecting it, I don't think. Nobody remembered it because they're all so drunk. Or they pretended not to. Yeah, that's probably true. Great Scott Productions. The Dundies was the second episode in the series directed by Greg Daniels. Many of the scenes at Chili's had to be changed so the restaurant would allow filming. Most notably, the scenes where Pam falls over. Because that's not allowed at Chili's. No falling, it says. The Dundies was viewed by an estimated (laughs) (laughs) 9.0... Thanks. ...million viewers and received 4.3 out of 10 rating share among... Who cares? But 4.3 only out of 10? What? Who even knows <laughs> we're what gonna, We're going to go back to that later. Well, I hate when they say things like 9.0 million viewers because it makes me say 9.0 and I and sound like an idiot. you could just say 9 million. Because then they think I was like rounding down. I'm not rounding down. It's 9.0. We would never round down here at the office. No, we always round up or higher. Exactly. Six out of five stars on Amazon. Um, The episode received positive reviews from critics. We'll see when we get to that segment. 
But I do want to talk about our rating system a little bit because I think that we wanted to change that from season one. That's true. It was a little confusing for people. People couldn't keep up with our high level of intelligence. And I don't want to blame them for that. No, neither do I. But we're going to have to dumb it down a little. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently a six-point scale was too much for people to handle. So what we're going to have to do is we're just going to keep a six-point scale. (laughs) 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 But we're not going to tell you what each point means unless we actually want to. Right, that's right. We're not going to tell you what each part means unless we're actually giving it that rating. Is and that then right? we're going to explain it. And we're also going to add one on the top. Yeah. <laughs> because that's so like, less confusing. You could, get, you could get seven out of six. Right, and that's the, the problem is that I gave <laughs> Hot Girl six out of six, and that was totally inappropriate. I should have given it five out of six. <laughs> But instead well, of changing I've been that, giving every single episode four out of six. So. That was also a problem. I mean, yeah. There were a lot I'm, of problems. Um, <laughs> we're going to fix um, them right now. So, but anyway, the thing is that the episode goes to six out of six, which is Pretzel Day, or seven out of six, which is absolutely, absolutely I, I do. do. <laughs> so, you'll know exactly which scale rating we're talking about based on the number, <laughs> and you won't have to even worry about the words we say after it. Unless you want to, because those are the words we those say. Those are for the, the cult fans, really. Yeah, and if you don't understand them, that's okay. But we'll get to that. We'll get to the rating soon, because I know that we, we definitely want to rate the Dundies. It's our season two, episode one. We're in it. We're ready. So let's go into stuff we like. Sure. This is a segment called... The Finer Things Club. About all the things that are that do fine work this for episode. Us. Yeah. And the reason, did we say, the reason why we're doing this junk is so that it will be different than the episode we deleted. And by that, I mean my computer deleted. Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> it ruined many funny jokes you <laughs> get out of my off-life. That you'll never hear ever again. Okay. One of my favorite is Dwight taking off his shirt to save Pam's life at the end of the episode. Because that is not necessary, even to cushion her pretty little head. Yeah, it was mostly just to cushion her head. And I thought it was funny that um, the manager of the Chili's restaurant thought that, you know, she had fallen from the chair, but all he cared about was that Dwight was taking his shirt off. And <laughs> the exchange between Jim and Dwight, where it was like, he's a volunteer chef. <laughs> well, volunteer. Okay. That's not important right yeah, now. Yeah, let's not get into that right now. So, yeah, that was a great part. The part where you downgrade his credentials is not essential at this moment. Yeah, exactly. Because he's trying to save a life. That's true. He didn't know that she was, you know, just drunk. He thought she was having a seizure. He didn't know. But my favorite part also involved Dwight. It was where he said, or he's doing the sound, and he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's talking about Stanley's wife. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part of the episode, besides the Chili's manager. What else did you like about this episode? Well, there's this point in this episode, I don't know if you, it's like pretty quick. I don't know if you missed it or not, but Pam kisses Jim on the mouth. Yeah, I know. This is their first kiss. And I think that's overlooked because a lot of people think casino night mm-hmm. is like, right. I mean, yeah, that was more intentional, but like, you know. This is, yeah. No, I, I caught it. Definitely, I caught it. 
I don't I don't know. The Wikipedia um, summary seemed to really point that out, but <laughs> I don't true. I mean the show itself kind of overlooked it. Yeah. They kept kind of going on. That's a good point. Yeah. Nothing gets bite you though. And the first kiss no. is right there. And I think that one of the things that makes it less meaningful is that Pam is so drunk. And pr- probably pretends that it never happened. Well, we know she pretends it never happened. She doesn't even know it happened. You don't think so? I don't know. I think she, she pretends. She has to know. Don't it's, you think she woke up in the morning and she was like, God damn. What did I do? Yeah. Right? And Jim was like, okay, Jim rolled with it, though. That's what I like about this episode, is that Jim rolled with it. He knew it was a drunk kiss. He didn't have he didn't, a monologue, a talking head, where he's like, oh, my God, I think Pam really wants yeah, to leave her fiance. And didn't shame her mm-hmm. nope. at all. And was like at the bar with her later and you know just saying oh my god you're so drunk but like not in like condescending way just like in a like you're actually kind of cute way but not like in a flirty way he's kind of laughing with her yeah because she's also laughing on because of the that's drunk. what that's that's the great moment with jim and pam in this episode and that's really cool yeah it's it's a moment but it's not the real moment and he knows that yeah and he knows it might come later or he's hoping he certainly is, because she seems very unhappy with her relationship at this point. So She gets in a fight with Roy. Oh, my God. They're always at it. He's going to... Um, where is he going? Poor Richards. He's dipping out, dude. He's not into and that's the first, Dundies. The first mention of Poor Richards. Yeah, and we love Poor Richards. Yeah, I go there all the time. We're there right now. Yeah, and we're also at Chili's. But it's Chili's, mostly. <laughs> it's mostly Chili's. We're having Presidente Margarita. Can we get another round of presidential mar- margaritas? <laughs> Por favor. <laughs> I'll take a molten lava cake. Yeah, I will have... And a quesadilla burger. An artesian-style street taco. <laughs> anyway, um, so Dwight anyway, gets really... Anyway, we'll put it on the iPad. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna enter it in later on our iPad. No big deal. So Dwight gets really happy when he's complimented by Michael for all the great AV work he did. Yeah, I love Dwight's AV work. I think that he. Um, what does AV stand for? Audiovisual. Oh yeah, totally. He, it's kind of like what we do, except for only audio. <laughs> we do a work only. Well, visual on the Instagram. Oh really? Yeah, you do the V work. Kind of. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Dwight did a great job. He really made it, even though he's early with a Q. Even though he's sucking the funny out of the room, (laughs) he really does a great job. And I think that's part of what makes Dwight a good minion. Yeah, and it really sets up the relationship between Michael and Dwight, like for real. Because in season one, we had a little bit of that, but now we're getting like the full taste of the Dwight and Michael um, you know, sidekick kind of situation that's going yeah. on. He's there for Michael. He totally is. He wants he wants it to be the best that it can be. And even though he ruins all the jokes, the jokes weren't funny to begin with. So That's true. Another thing I really love is Dwight fighting with Phyllis when he tries to go into the bathroom to see what's written on the wall. But Phyllis is oh. not having it because she's in the bathroom right now. Yeah, and then Dwight tries to take away the bathroom for the women. Be prepared to hold it, folks. All day. 24 hours. Well, how many? Nine hours. Whatever. Nine to five. Yep. You're going to hold it. But yeah. In between um, that time, they can go down to the coffee shop and use the bathroom down there. Yeah, they could do that. That's true. I or mean, they could go to Vance Refrigeration. 
Yeah, especially if you're like maybe wanting to hook up with the uh, the owner of Vance Refrigeration. Who Bob is that? Van- Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. What line are working in? Um, I think he's in refrigeration. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that was a great moment. I wish that would have gone on a little longer because I feel like that was a subplot that wasn't really developed as much. The but- bathroom. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> the Bob Vance. No, we the- just made that up. <laughs> No, 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 no. The the subplot of uh, what's written in the bathroom. Yes, I wish they'd revealed it. Yeah, we never knew what happened. Well, who wrote? It. Well, we do know who wrote it. It was Pam. we know who wrote it, and also I wish it weren't revealed because that would be finite and that's not as interesting. So, what do you think it said? Um, I think it said Michael has a thing that's so small. You'll never <laughs> guess what it is—a micro machine. But. You only see where it ends, not where it starts. That's right. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I actually do think it's funnier that we don't ever know. So yeah. when and I say I the- wish, it's it's one of those fan things. You wish you knew it, but... You actually don't. Right. But I think it's, it's actually pretty funny that um, Pam wrote it. Because I wasn't expecting that. Because she's so meek. Mm-hmm. And also, she doesn't usually have a Sharpie with her. Yeah, exactly. And she revealed that when she was drunk. The sharp. Oh, the that she, wrote she doesn't it. have a sharpie. No, that she wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because Jim says that I don't know if she revealed it then or if she revealed it earlier. Yeah, because she says I wish they talk about it later. Yeah, they talk about it, which was a nice moment too. Very nice moment. That's another finer thing that we love. But let's move on to the next section: the characters or the documentary. What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about the documentary. We got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this. Absolutely. One thing I noticed is that the footage looks way better than it did in the first season. It does. And this is the first off-site. Well, I mean, we've had the parking lot. But that's on property. Company yeah. property. Mm-hmm. And with company property. Yes. So, double jeopardy. <laughs> but now we're off-site. Anything can happen. That's People right. aren't liable, you know? Or they are liable. They're on the um, Chili's watch. new golf course. What's it called? The place where business is done. It's called Chili's. That's right. They're there. And it's a great place, I will say. I'm enjoying my time here. Yeah. um, I wish the service were a little bit worse because the waitress comes down so often we have to edit all that stuff out. Yeah. And it's like, leave us alone. I wish we had an iPad on our table so we could just order it that way. It keeps offering these trivia questions that are super easy to suck me into playing them. Yeah. And it said, who is Batman's sidekick? And I know it's... Michael Scott. Yeah, we know it's Sparrow. Shut up. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, uh, yeah. So offsite, we're offsite for the first time. There's got to be at least two or three cameras. Okay. I was thinking four, but I, that might be a little much. Um, You've gone too far with the number of cameras you're speculating I mean, about. I, well, I was speculating that just because there's different scenes happening at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, Maybe three plots going on at once. Um, we've got the Dundies going on in the background. And then Jim and Pam are at the bar at one point. And then we also have the bathroom. I'm not saying they're all happening at once, but... What? Jim and Pam are at the bar at the same time the... Dundies is going on. Remember, he's he's singing in the background. Okay. But what are these other ones? The bathroom. The bathroom of Chili's? No, no, no. The office. That was earlier. <laughs> 
Well, okay, so you're saying that crew. you're saying that like it could be one camera. I'm saying it only gets three or four because like so it's two or three or it's exactly. one or more one or two. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably two. Well, I, I, I'm thinking like two. Two cameras. Okay. Can you answer that? Um. Yeah. Okay. So two cameras. We met in the middle. We've got two cameras. <laughs> 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 I mean, they have a lot of work to do, you know, because they probably had to help Dwight carry all of his. They can't interfere. They're like planet Earth. They can't interfere with the squirrel putting away acorns for the winter, and they can't interfere with Dwight touching audio equipment. I mean, I didn't see the squirrel one, but I did see, like, an iguana trying to escape, like, ten snakes. Yeah, and do they help it? No. That's right. And I would have. They don't help. I know. I could never be a doggy They're like, Dwight, we don't care about you dropping the equipment. Because of nature. <laughs> or like the waitress tripping on the cord. We don't care. We don't care. We'll just film it. And also, we can't help everything. Yeah. And it makes it more interesting. That's true. Do we have a lot of like like talking heads interviews here? or We don't have th- that many, actually. Yeah. Seems like a lot of just like action going on. I hope so, because I don't remember. <laughs> We don't have that many, actually. One thing that definitely happened during the documentary section is that they put their big cameras in Pam's face and made her forget what she wanted to, quote, ask, unquote, Jim about something. And she got self-conscious. I mean, you say that they don't help the squirrel. Put away the nuts. But they do hurt the squirrel. Yeah. They hurt his feelings. It's like they're taking the squirrel's nuts. They screw up his mating. Yeah. Honestly. And it's like, she had something to ask Jim, and we never know what that is. We don't know what she wrote on the bathroom wall. We don't know what she asked Jim. Let's... We don't know if she remembers the kiss, and I just feel like I'm wanting more here. Can we go to a segment called Question, where we ask such questions? Yeah, sure. What's your question? What do you think... She was going to ask Jim. Well, I think she was going to ask, do you think it could ever work out between us? Whoa. Do you think we could ever be together? Do you think I could ever be married to you, Jim? Do you think, Jim, you and I could ever last for like nine seasons and have babies? Do you think our firstborn child will be named Cece? <laughs> like the pizza chain. Something to that effect is what I think she wanted to say and then she just noticed the documentary here and was like no that's stupid i'm not gonna ask i think she was gonna ask what's going on between us because she knows there's something but also roy left and honestly he's a good looking but kind of not nice yeah to me and also we've been engaged so long that i wonder if he even wants to marry me Mm -hmm. and sometimes i wonder if he's even not a Jock, like I think he is right now. So I think wow, he likes. She had a lot to say. <laughs> it's like, whoa, Pam. One question. Yeah, one question is at what a you time. asked about, and that's all you get. But yeah, I mean, you can tell there's feeling there, and that's that's what what really matters. This has been like I a think. loose episode because we're basically already getting into characters. But I have and another we're question. Basically, like writing our own episode. That's right, and we're <laughs> <laughs> pathetic episode. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Okay. And it's also For a question <laughs> segment. Sure. <laughs> All these background actors are really good because yeah. they're really good at ignoring what's going on. They're they're ordering, they're talking to each other. 
But how are they able to ignore this loud, obnoxious guy who is talking right next to their table when they're trying to do all of their background acting? Like, Yeah, I mean, they're, point, they're like to the point of oblivion. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You're at Chili's. You're trying to enjoy a nice meal like we are right now with our awesome blossoms. Which is really good, by the way. And yeah. I, I appreciate that you're not chewing into the microphone. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. And... And so they're trying to enjoy their meal, but all of a sudden we've got this guy spouting racist comments and um, they don't really seem to notice. Yeah, and they're not even looking up. They're acting like their menu is yeah. really drawing them in at this point. So what you're saying is you think that they should have rented a conference room for this event. I really am disappointed with the planning skills of this party yeah. because... The PPC didn't really... Chili's is a great conference room. It's right there for you. I mean, it's where where business happens. Personal events, birthday parties. Yeah. If you're going to have a a public divorce. Yeah. It's Chili's all the way. You could have Chili's cater your public divorce. I don't know if you know this, Nathan, but I was recently promoted at my office job to assistant box office specialist. I learned that in a previous episode, but but it was deleted. Or was it? I don't remember. <laughs> well, anyway, I learned it. But anyway, when I got my promotion, um, my dear boyfriend uh, suggested that we go out to celebrate. And do you know where he suggested that we go? Some sort of local independent establishment? No, it was it was a chain restaurant. It was called Chili's. What? <laughs> Chili's is a great place. It's where business happens. Small businessman. <laughs> and I feel really bad because i laughed in his face um but it over the phone over the phone yeah (laughs) because i thought he was joking right because i i immediately um associated that with the office where chilies is used as kind of i mean i'll venture to say an ironic um nice place to eat and why do you think that they chose chilies as this place, considering there's no chilies in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I just think that it's something that everyone can relate to. Right. Except and for I, people in Scranton, Pennsylvania. True. I, I think that it's a place that America as a whole, like, especially like Midwest mm-hmm. America, like, it's the nicest place to take a date. And so, or, or have a business meeting or have a, um office event, you yeah. know, everybody can go there. Everybody can, you know, afford it. Except for Pam Beasley. Even if there's not a group tab. Right. Chili's Pam Beasley, yeah. She can't go there, but, I mean, that's her own fault. That's true. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, we ended up going to Chili's. How was it? Delightful. Right. And I went to Applebee's. It was delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, anyway, I have one more question. Okay. Back to the question. When Pam is looking through the footage of the Dundies mm-hmm. to find highlights, mm-hmm. and then she says, oh, this is the part where Kevin sits in front of the camera for the whole thing. It's like she remembers that from the Dundies, or she remembers it from watching the footage again. But either way, she should be stoked because she's able to skip this footage. It's not going to be making the compilation reel, which, by the way, Michael never seems to make. He just wants notes on it, I think. like He wants to know like what, ha- what the awards were from the last year. Um... And I think that she is stoked that Kevin sat in front of it. But she's just, like, in a bad mood because she uh, 
has to sit through the longest engagement and she has to like relive that moment where like she was publicly humiliated over and over again yeah and i mean okay that brings me to the point about jim because jim was the one who stood up for pam to michael and said you know in a way that would get michael kind of manipulative but in a good way manipulating michael into not saying that in front of everybody again and and saying it sounds lazy and I, i mean jim came through on this jim comes through both in terms of standing up being a stand-up guy he stood up for pam he's doing a lot of standing is what i'm saying it's great for your and advice even if pam is falling down he's still standing up and it's <laughs> true um and also a great understanding of michael to know that the way to get him to protect pam is not by pointing out pam's feelings but pointing out michael's perception that people will think that it was lazy for him to write the same joke over and over again and it's and like his reaction huh lazy huh yeah it's like jim knows these people and he understands this but he doesn't always even use it no but and it it makes me feel like there's some like relevance to the way i'm feeling about the characters because i feel like jim kind of gets it in the way that i do like he is the only i don't want to say sane but maybe uh he know he just knows how to relate in a way that um, no one else does in the office. Cheers. But here's another thing: what Jim is doing is also selfless in a way, because he's not taking credit for it with Pam. No, he's not saying I'm going to get that joke dropped. But yeah. in addition to that, having that joke there actually hurts Pam's relationship with Roy, her fiance, mm-hmm. because it highlights that he is not set a date with her. And he's wanting the whole thing cut. Not, he doesn't want Pam to like realize that Roy is wrong for her. He really wants Pam to be happy rather than being like, like that would be a thing that would really turn you against Jim. If you were like, oh, your fiance doesn't certainly doesn't seem to like blank at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jim season two, Jim. It's just he's just so good. Like he's an he's, angel. He is an angel. He's definitely not the murderer, and I love that about him. He does a good job. But let's go into the characters, okay? Do you have any other questions? Um, I, just I feel like you asked a lot of questions about what do you think awards Jim, Toby, Oscar, Meredith, and Creed might have gotten. <laughs> Creed. That's a long question, Weirdest man. Okay, what's the smell? first one, Jim? Jim. Uh. Floppest hair <laughs> floppiest hair yeah um jim probably got like i don't know what michael would give jim what do you think tallest man yeah probably something like that okay so toby in the deleted scenes Never was revealed gets does not get uh, yeah to, <laughs> does not get dundies which is which he's probably not even upset about he's like not michael's the only one that actually cares about dundies everybody else just throws them in the trash but it is it's like one of those things it's like you don't care about your dundee you don't care about the because you know it's made up but to not get one over and over again even though you don't care because you probably hate michael it's still symbolic right it's like you're not even there there's a trophy shop next to the place i work and i'm like i wonder how they stay in business right and i guess it's because of people like michael who like 
think that everybody loves having trophies, but it's, I used to have like a bunch of trophies from participating in sports. And it's like, what do you do with those? Right. And do you know your friend that didn't get those? Who? Well, they're dead now, but they hanged themselves. <laughs> no, here. Lack of recognition. I, I'm sad to say this, but here's a trophy for you. It's a beer. No, it's a trophy. It's a it's a. What's my award? What's my award? Um, it's for greatest black and white sweater. <gasps> you know who got this for me? Peter. No. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> my mom. Oh, I know her. Her, I've heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing her sweater constantly when I went to visit her, and she was like, "Do you want me to just get you one of those?" And she did. Nice. Feels like I'm. And I'm you, uh, hugging her you constantly. You got a, a, a fundy just for that. Mom, I would like to thank my mom for this dawn date. Um, also, God, because I can feel God tonight in this chili. Yeah. Can we get some more wings? Because it's yeah, happy hour now. Jesus. It's late night happy hour. Late night happy hour. What's up, chilies? Okay. And do you think Meredith and Oscar and I, they got rewards? They did, definitely. Uh, they got Oscar rewards, probably got like most Mexicanity and Meredith probably got like slept with the most people. Sure. All right. Let's go on to <laughs> a thing that I'm going to call trivia, even though we don't have a segment for that. Trivia question mark. Okay. So one of the things about this episode is that Greg Daniels, creator of the American office gave out awards to the cast members and production members of King of the Hill, and he called them the Swampies, and that was the basis of the Dundies. The origin? Yep. He found them at a trophy shop, a business salesman, for sure. Okay. Another thing is that the cast of the office got to keep their awards that they got, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. Mambo number five, Lou Bega's 1999 hit is... 1999, huh? Yep. That was a good year. Yep. I was seven. Pretty good. We were like a little bit worried about Y2K, but it turned out all right so far. Anyway, <laughs> um, Michael does a parody of that in the video, and he also had his ringtone be that in Hot Girl. Mm-hmm. Next, there was a Chili's problem, a problem with Chili's where they, as mentioned in the summary, where they wouldn't let them do certain things because Pam got so drunk that she fell out of her chair. Boo hoo hoo. Happens to me every day. I don't know what's the big deal. Steve Carell fixed it by having the manager of Chili's, an actor, come and say that that's not allowed on the episode and that allowed them to get away with it. And what a great improv from him, the improv artist. That's awesome. Because it really was a good solution. And it was super funny. So funny. Because of that actor, his (laughs) type thing. Anyway. She is not allowed in any of our restaurants ever again. (laughs) Um, And then Jenna Fisher uh, on Twitter says, you know, takes a selfie in front of Chili's and says, should I try to go in? Yeah. And then Chili's was like, you're all is forgiven. That's so sweet. Right. Because they didn't even ban her. But I, I think it's great that they didn't think the actress was going to make the same mistakes as her character years ago yeah <laughs> hats off to them the abc song where michael's rapping is supposed to be lose yourself which is why he's wearing a gray hoodie m&m and this episode was supposed to be switched with the fire in order 
which is why Michael's obsession with Ryan was supposed to pay off with this. I mean, I, I'm i glad they did Dundies before fire. Me too. But... But what? This episode, the concept for it was actually pitched as the pilot of the American series instead of a remake of the British pilot, which I feel like would have changed my whole life because I watched that pilot you really gave it interested. Like one star. I said, I don't want to look at this anymore. And I think if they'd done the Dunnies first, that would have been a little bit weird because you don't know the characters. But also, this is a better example of what the American office was going to become. Yeah, I mean, we have Bushy's Beaver and we have Spicy Curry. And, you know, those things you, you can't really... You can't make that up. Um, but sure. What do we have? What else do we have for characters? Do you? Oh, you have trivia. Do you have more trivia? Let's do some characters. All right. Characters. Characters. Do you think the world is crawling with Phyllis's? I do. And characters. which characters about that is the thing that you think? Well, I mean, we've got a lot of characterization in this episode just because everybody is getting pointed out for their character and they're getting yeah they're getting awards for their character so um what do we have we have bushiest beaver we have fine work we have whitest sneakers we have sexiest in the office hottest hottest in the office that's ryan yeah so we're setting up a lot of characters in terms of michael sure and kelly is back kelly thank you God. From outer space. Kelly. Cheers to that. Can we hear a clink on there? She just walked in to find you here with that stupid look upon your face. And she is surviving because she comes up and she asks, why do I get the Spicy Curry Award? She's got a little bit. It's coming on the sass of classic Kelly. And we love that. Mindy Kaling wrote this episode. She's able to do that. And... He doesn't have anything to say about her. And that's the thing, is that Michael wants to celebrate the best of everyone in the office, but he doesn't even really have a good thing to say about a lot of people in the office. It's mostly about him. Honestly, he doesn't know a single thing about people that he's worked with a year since the last time he did this. I mean, and that's the thing about the Dundies. Like, we all know it's just like a birthday party for a little kid. You, You have to be there. There's not much you can do about it. But Kevin gets the don't go in there after me award so i mean at least he does know that about people sure and we used to see kevin with his stacy i think so um, <laughs> so she kind of looks like miranda from sex in the city oh good for her but also <laughs> i know they're gonna break up in the future so, seems like they're a great couple yeah well i think she was really turned off by that yeah, I think she thought he would get a better award than that. I work with a girl, Lindsay, who her husband hasn't farted in front of her in seven years. That's impressive. It's Most unrealistic. Yeah, that's probably true. Maybe he's got a really, <laughs> really good. Bow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say really good control of his sphincter, but yeah, gaping sure. butthole could be another <laughs> possibility. <laughs> Maybe he's got a great appreciation for. Women? People. Oh. Anyway. But yeah, anyway, any so more characters? See, we could see the first appearance of Dwight's recorder as well as his <gasps> dog like obedience. <laughs> Thank God. I love the recorder. Absolutely. I do. Uh, right, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oscar gets to talk about the birthday party thing, which you're just alluding to. Stanley is earlier on when Michael's talking about the Dundies and the power of the Dundies. Stanley's just playing with a toy car the whole conversation. I think it's so funny. Stanley. <laughs> and they cut back to him and he's still playing with the car. Like, I mean, he's pretty upset that they don't have a group tab because Michael said we could invite our family. He doesn't know that yet. Why didn't he, Stanley? Oh, before. That's before. He tells them at the thing. Oh, my God. I don't think they would have even gone if they knew there wasn't a group tab. Pam does a lot. Yeah, she does. She has uh, the whitest sneakers. I will say that I think that she's kind of annoying. Right. Being drunk. I know you don't. How do you know that? Because in the deleted scenes. <laughs> okay, well, so there's one part I think she's kind of annoying, which is when she says, Oh my God, I have so many people to think. But after that, I think she's charming when she thinks God she, and her kids. No, and, but like even when she exits Chili's and it's like, this was the best time you ever. It's like shut the up. I Pam. get. I guess I get that, but she does. She's not cute when she's drunk, and that's why I'm like, why does Jim think that she's cute? Because she's showing her true self, and that's who you are. Oh, so when you're wasted at Chili's is when you're your true self. That's what their slogan. <laughs> I think that Pam is misdirecting her frustration with her failed engagement to this and her energy and positivity ends up making this whole episode and everyone's time more fun i mean i will agree with that because when stanley receives his dundee and she's the only one that claps and like tries to get the crowd involved that really does was it kevin i think it's or is it By the time Stanley mm-hmm. comes up, like that, everyone's pretty much on board. But it's definitely her that gets the Kevin one going. Yeah, that would have been the end of the Dundies. Yeah, exactly. If, if no one had clapped she during Kevin's the award, definitely. I do agree with that. Yeah. So and this is what happens. She wants the Dundies, which are the Office, and the Office, which is her friendship with Jim, to go on forever, and for her not to have to go home to her depressing life with Roy, who's not even yeah, home yet I mean, from Port Richards. She wants to not regret. Not going to poor Richard. Yeah, she doesn't want to think that this is it. This is the best it can get. When everyone leaves their boring job and they go off to do something by themselves with alcohol and food at a delightful establishment like Chili's, that they cannot have any fun. And so she wants to at least think that she has something going on in her life that could be fun other than Roy and the jet skis. Man. I mean, and like what you're describing is so relatable because i think that we all have that day-to-day thing that we have to do and we want to like figure out a way that we can have fun at it you know and that's why i really do appreciate pam even though i think she's annoying when she's drunk and her voice is really shrill that sounds really sexist can we get another round of drinks over here Rachel? (laughs) oh my god (gasps) you're calling me sexist on this podcast you don't appreciate women (laughs) I am shocked. I am too. I thought I'd be the one getting accused of this, but luckily I got it in there first. (laughs) Anyway, Roy's a bad boyfriend. Daryl's at the Dundies, but for no reason, and he leaves. And Devin is there to so that we care about when he gets fired later. Jan Levinson Gould does not approve of the Dundies, and neither does corporate. 
because they had so many parties this year, including 050505. I mean, that's a good party to have. The Tsunami Fundraiser? Fun. I thought I made it really clear in the flyers. It lost a lot of money, but it was really fun. Yeah. A lot of people were affected by the footage. I feel like that sort of lack of progress really comes out later during the rabies. Which is one of my favorite episodes. It's a good so one. So I can't wait for that. I love when they have fun runs. Me too. And I love when Andy puts um, cotton balls over his nipples so they don't chafe. <laughs> I know. Because I, I do that all the time. Yeah. Me, <laughs> I, well, I'm not, but I will from now on. <laughs> You're about to say me too. Okay. Well, Let's go into sexist, so. our Michael and Jim analysis <laughs> called You Never Expect You're the Murderer. Jim's not the murderer. We talked about that. Jim, no. Mm, definitely not. And Michael... I just think that he's trying to do his best here. Yeah, I think a lot of his jokes were um, racist. Ping? Yeah, ping is really... A low point? Fucking racist. <laughs> a low point, yeah. Um, but we have an Asian person in the audience making a weird face about it. So, so it's okay? It, so it's fine. No, it's actually worse. <laughs> okay. But that's why the show creators have shown that they're okay. So, Michael... <laughs> Has upgraded. We saw the previous version. He was wearing a tux t-shirt, which is hilarious. But now he's wearing a real tux, which is... Awesome. Yeah. He at one point says the Dunnies represents the best in every one of us. Can't you see that? And he's really shocked when Stanley says that he threw his award away. Um, And really, I think that he's trying to boost morale. I mean, he's trying to do something that's fun for everyone, even though it's mostly about him. He's a great guy, so he's not the murderer. Except that he also assumes that Terry is not Stacy's wife because she's white. And he does ping the stereotypically racist Asian caricature. And he's, and he's wearing a Native American headdress. And isn't he wearing a sombrero, too? I don't know. It's just he's over putting, the top. He's putting away a Native American headdress in the deleted scenes. And seems like he has a sombrero back there. I feel like he might not be woke. He's definitely not hashtag woke. Okay. And he compares himself to Bob Hope in Saudi Arabia, which is um, not... It's a little problematic. Yeah, it's not It's warranted. not PC. He it's not warranted. Yeah. He did not uh, earn that. I mean... Because he's at Chili's yeah. talking to his own employees, not overseas in a desert talking to troops. I mean, but all of this is so predictable. So is... Of Michael. So is he the murderer, though? No, you know why? Why? He has much better hair than in season one. So, Jim nor Michael are the murderer. Um, well, I was just kidding. But he is more sympathetic because you get to see him get things thrown at him. You get to see people from outside the office, finally, as you mentioned, interact with the office. And surprisingly, they don't love it, just like American audiences for season one. They've thrown items at him. And mm-hmm. broed him to death. I so mean, and we've gotten that, plenty of that here at Chili's ourselves for podcasting at Chili's. Yeah, calm um, down. You don't even know where my mom a lot lives. Of people, a lo- yeah, a lot of people have been heckling us. Right. We continue on. Yeah, we... So, in that way, we are like Michael Scott. But um, in other ways, we aren't. A lot of ways, we aren't. Thankfully. I mean, I, I, I do believe that, you know, we... We do say some sexist things sometimes. Yeah, and I want to say that even though Michael has better hair than he did last season, we both have, you and I, have better hair than Michael did in the second season. I agree with that, as you can see on our Instagram. Sure. So, Michael does (laughs) change that joke. 
selfishly. He's he's trying really hard, and it's the dichotomy of Michael that we love, which is mm-hmm. like he thinks he's saving everyone from killing themselves mm-hmm. due to lack Literally. of recognition. Mm-hmm. But also, he is trying really hard. He does want this to be for them. And once he does get the laughs or whatever, he is willing to share them with Dwight. And mm-hmm. He's not completely selfish. Although, through like the Pam joke thing, you do get the sense that he's mostly interested in how he comes off and he's like kind of portraying himself as a martyr during this whole ordeal that people do not even care about. I mean, we can credit it mostly to Pam. Yeah. For saving it. And his hair. Yeah. So it's like... He's not the murderer, but, like, he could be an accomplice. Absolutely. Because of the racist stuff, mostly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Jim's definitely not the murderer. Michael is. Uh, good old Jim. Okay. Jim, 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 Let me tell you about this episode in terms of the historical facts of the time. In a segment called, I Will Not Be the One That Got Away. Underrated slash overrated. Eric Adams of the AV Club awarded the, the AV episode. AV Club? I knew it was going to be the AV Club. That's what I read. I skipped over the other part. Uh, awarded the episode a B. Out of what? Out of C. <laughs> uh, part of his review focused on the scene wherein Pam and Jim both convinced Michael to continue on with the Dundee celebration, writing that they're clapping and chanting for Michael Scott human being and that's incredibly important for the episodes that will follow however he felt that the episode's reputation was slightly inflated by its success and the episode while good is merely just a start of the success that would follow it so he's saying that it's good but not great i guess he's just saying that this is like an episode that made people think (sighs) good not great good not great nice no i think he was just saying that this isn't like the pinnacle of office characterizations. And I agree with that. I think but, I do agree with that too. But compared to season one, this is a it's big freaking great step up. Yeah. Because this is an episode where we get more characters mentioned, more characters getting stuff in. We get that like painfulness, but also we get the people making fun of Michael, which makes you like defensive. Mm-hmm. You're like you're like Michael. <laughs> then they're like yeah, sing a song, bro. And you're like, hey, leave Michael alone. It's like when people make fun of my sister. I'm like, hey, only I can do that. Yeah, your sister sucks. <gasps> Don't say that. Your sister's awesome. I know. But she also sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so now we have to do our rating. Okay, so here's the thing. For our rating? Or do we have to say if it's underrated or overrated? I mean, okay, I think overrated? I think that it was underrated because I'm going to say that no matter what. By that review, yeah. Because it said it was overrated. <laughs> this is getting confusing. Yeah. So if if they said it was overrated, I'll say it's the review itself was underrated, which means that I think that it was neutral. You know, I don't really like this segment anymore because this segment by the AV Club was obviously written after because it says it's like not as good as what will follow. Yeah. So right. we're saying like it wasn't overrated That's or underrated at the time, but they already know that things are going to get better, which is what we know. So it's, it's kind of the point is moot. Yeah. Which means debatable. Mm. So I guess irrelevant. This is a good episode. I love this watching this episode and let's give our own reviews now. 
So what do you think? I will say that this episode is beach day. Uh, I'm sorry. I meant to say five out of six. Uh, so six point scale. This is out of this is five. I'm giving it a five out of six. Okay. Which means that it is as good as Beach Day, um, which at any point could be given stars, smiley faces, any kind of rating. Mm -hmm. But what I will give it is five. Okay. Because Beach Day is a day where everybody gets on the bus, they go to the beach. It's like a day out of the office, and this is what the Dundies is. You know, you're out Mm -hmm. of the office, you're hanging out, having a good time. Having a good time. And I love this episode. It's a great episode. I don't see anything wrong with it, so I'm going to give it a beach day. Okay. What do you give it? I, don't you always get every every episode of beach day? No, I usually give Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, which is four out of six, which would reduce to <laughs> two out of three. All right. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough, but I, I actually do want to give this one pretzel day. Even though we now have a 7 out of 6 scale. But I, I do really, really like this episode. And part of the reason is it's got interaction in the office. They go out of the office. And there's a kiss, so a kiss. And, like, Pam goes home with Angela. And Dwight gets to do his heroic stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I'm ready for um, the molten uh, lava cake now. I don't know if you are, but I'm going to... I saved I'm room. Gonna- Okay, good. I'm going to order on the iPad. Okay, good, because I already answered the question, so I think we get a free app. Sweet! Is there anything else for this episode? I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby Baby back, back, baby back, back, baby back. Chillies! Baby Baby back ribs. They don't get any of those, but if they did, I'm sure it would be on individual checks. (laughs) Separate checks, yo. Separate checks. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah, we got to do the Dundies for the Dundies. Oh, Dundies. Yeah. What do you give? Um, what what you do? Well, I mean, originally on the lost file. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry to bring that up. But on the lost file, I gave uh, the Dundee to the Chili's manager mm-hmm. for really taking charge and kicking out Pam when she needed to be kicked out. And, you know... I think that's really hard to do because when someone's drunk, they're having a great time. It's like, you don't want to cut that off. And they're one of the core four of the cast. Yeah. What? (laughs) One of like the main characters. Yeah, exactly. To cut one of the main characters off takes a lot of balls. Yeah. And. Or ovaries. Ovaries. But to say like, to, to, to do that cutaway where he's like. She is he, not welcome in this establishment not, she chain. And any of our any of our locations. Right. Um yeah, that was really funny. So and I was gonna stand by that. And I think I will stand by that. I'm gonna continue to give the <laughs> Dundee to that guy. Even though I really after, you know, a couple drinks, a couple martinis, I really wanna give it to Jim. But I'm I'm being swayed. By um, what, the past? Just the martinis, I feel like, are, are telling me to give it to Jim, but I'm going to give it to the Chili's manager. All right, that's your Jim, call. I know, but let me defend it. Okay. Jim will get a lot of Dundies in the future. I feel like he has a lot of opportunities. That's true. He doesn't need any more Dundies. No, and, like, 
the Chili's manager, this is his only opportunity to receive a Dundee. That's absolutely right. I'm giving my Dundee to Jim. <gasps> what the? Because he's great. <laughs> he's like the perfect selfless, maybe kind of manipulatively uh, going for someone, but he's like, he's got it going on. He joins in with Pam. Stay, just like Stacy's mom. Yeah, true. I would give it to Pam, except she loses all control of her mental facilities and inner her motor ear skills. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Yeah. So I gotta give it to Jim because he's such okay, a good job of protecting see the look that Nathan just gave the microphone. It was such a dismissive. Me and the microphone are hanging out. No, I think that Jim does a great job. He does not interfere. He doesn't overstep any bounds at all, which is amazing. And still becomes the clear choice for Pam in no seconds flat because of his absolutely great respect for the sanctity of engagement. And also, what am I talking about? Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Okay. Would you have given it to Jim if he was a woman? Yes, I would have. No, given it. you wouldn't. You <laughs> sexist. I would have given it to Pam <laughs> if she weren't so annoying during her acceptance speech, <laughs> or so drunk. It's too drunk. <laughs> she had so many second you drinks. You should talk. Yeah, <laughs> I want to give it to myself. I'm giving it to Jim, sober man. Yeah. Um, Jim would have taken care of us. <laughs> Jim would be like hurtling us into a. Small, a small bus, an Uber with Angela as the driver, and we'd be right. like, "She's taking Can us you all put home." Hollow notes, please. Do you do you know any hollow notes? Um, I do. So I think that what song is that? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Um. <laughs> What are some good Hollow Notes songs? I was singing one of them. <laughs> I can't go for that. No, whoa. no, can no can do. do. I can't go, go for, for that. that. Whoa, no can do. Okay, so I think that's probably it. Turns this episode. Never be drunk for another episode. I'm so sorry. As co-host, yeah, we have oh lost. Apologize. Apologies to you all around, and we've gotten kicked out of. Chili's. We're actually outside of Chili's. The manager right now. said we're not allowed in this chain anymore. But the only reason we did it is because. For you, the listener. Sure. Because you got to have a two the drink fans. minimum to do a podcast. <laughs> and because we did this episode before and it was so good. And we just had to do it again different. Mm-hmm. And Pam and I got think drunk. It was just as good. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Pam got drunk and we got drunk. She was our inspiration. All right. So check out our Facebook at the Off Five. Check out our listener page on Facebook, the Finer Things Club. And check out our Instagram. What's that at? Uh, the Off Five. Okay. If you send a direct message to that one, Addie will get it because she runs the Instagram page. Or I'm, I'm going to post some BTS footage behind-the-scenes footage of um, this episode. So behind the sh- Check it out. Behind the sh- <laughs> A lot of editing in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and send us an email at theoff5podcast at gmail.com if you want to tell us about a thing. But if you're going to tell us don't do podcast episode drunk anymore, don't bother. Because we yeah. already stopped. We already know that. Okay? Yeah, we're done. This is we're a special episode. Rockstar energy drinks too. So and hashtag 
mind gin your martini. business. Oh, what? Gin martini. <laughs> I said mind your business. Yeah. Hashtag mind your... Hashtag shut up. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this whole episode. Do you have anything else for the Dundies? Then email us. <laughs> Whitest sneakers. woo Weirdest socks. Wah-ha-ha. All right. All five out. Goodbye. Meanwhile, after Pam Beasley argues that her fiance and becomes Ron, oops. Ron, uh, I mean Roy, Greg, Ga- Greg Daniels. Many of the scenes at Chili's had to be changed. Many of the series. Okay, <laughs> so now we're getting to the first segment. Oh my god, and. <laughs> But I'm really glad that the episode uh, that the series was not camp. If you do think that, you're right. But the American series has things going on. I'm gonna cut this. All right, <laughs> saying that to me in the future. Don't do this. Okay. <laughs> Being a receptionist in Dunder Mifflin has been a waste, and that everyone there is interminably boring and interminably. Uh, Terminal. <laughs> yeah. I will not be called the one. Fine. I love when Dwight is fighting with Phyllis. <laughs> I wrote that down. I don't remember what I was talking about. Dwight fight. Does Dwight fight with Phyllis? Uh, about Bushiest Beaver? Did he oh, want about, to be the Bushiest Beaver? About the thing written on the bathroom wall. Oh, the bathroom wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. Refresh, refresh. All right, let's go for that. Um, the bathroom.